here's a message from Ken Lavica. I'm not out on him, but the Dolphins definitely not winning the division now, and I am having my doubts if they're making the playoffs. Stone LeBanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. What an absolute waste of a trip to California. I mean, the Dolphins went out there. And we felt this is still a Super Bowl team, potential Super Bowl team. And what a disaster. I mean, I cannot remember, and I don't think an NFL team this year has had back-to-back games that have exposed it as potentially fatally as what the Dolphins were exposed against the Niners and against the Chargers. And I'm not going full doomsday here. And I, 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 I am, I'm not completely cashing in my chips on this Dolphins season and saying, I'm out, see ya. Like, I'm leaving the, the, the premises. But what I'm saying is that if you're going to be eternal optimists, sunshine, rainbows, puppies, and all that nonsense today and try and be some contrarian that you feel that you're more of a Dolphins fan because you're sunshiny and confident, You're making yourself look like a jackass, and stop it. Because this team is absolutely flawed, and if you think that it's still a shoo-in that this is a playoff team, which is the goal, which at the very least is the standard, then you're delusional, and you're fooling yourself. And I'm sorry to be the, the, the wet washcloth here. I'm sorry to be the rain shower here. But if you think the Dolphins are definitely a playoff team... You are tragically wrong. Ken Levick alive on a Monday here on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app, but on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers. Off of the, well, sunshiny and sparkly intracoastal. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights, Radio Life Partner, newly tanned after 7-on-7 practice. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. And on Mondays, that means... Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, in his regular Monday position. I will give I will give Theo credit here because he's trying to be the good friend and he's trying to be the supportive presence. And so this morning, I was laying out where my head was at. And I think it was probably pretty obvious before I started sending texts into the show text thread where you guys... You guys probably knew where I was at. Oh, yeah. It's not as if I was hiding under a rock on social media last night. It was pretty damned obvious where my head was at. But I, I, I texted one of the one of the 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 takes. But it's not it's not a false take. It is a legitimate take a stand take that I have is I'm not sure hundred percent the Dolphins are a playoff team. And Theo, God bless him. He texted back, come on, Ken. The Dolphins are a playoff team. It was yeah. so pure. It was so positive. <laughs> and I'll be honest, it did make me sit back and say, aw. 
So, Theo, I do appreciate you for trying to pick up your boy today. Course, Thank man. you. It's, it's kind of part of what I do. I mean, I, I like to look at myself as a ray of sunshine, a, a, a light to continue to illuminate what is left that is good in this world. Aside from the three minutes of my Temple of Troll that mm-hmm. we do on Mondays. Mm-hmm. And by the way, today's yeah. is going to be so deserved. Oh, I can't wait. I can't Ooh, wait. It is, um, it's a long time coming. Um, it's a long time coming for the targets desert, of that. Desert dopes. But, yeah, man, I mean, I just want to be helpful, but also, man, like, realistic. It's still an 8-5 and five team with four games to go, two of them very winnable, three of them really very winnable. I mean, I don't know why you're so down and think that the Dolphins are not a playoff team given what they've done in the first 13 games. I saw Stone have something that resembled a visceral reaction to what Theo just said. Stone? Yeah, well, it's just easy. I, I think a lot of the things that Theo's saying, right, when you have a quarterback in uh, Mr. Theo Dorsey's uh, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. who doesn't even have to look mm-hmm. at this point to throw touchdowns to his receivers. And us Dolphins just has guys, to shovel it from crotch level. And just, just just throws it, you know, into the abyss, and it ends up going for a 55-yard touchdown. It's yeah, nice. It's you know, nice. And then we're struggling to get first downs in prime time in the game we got flexed on. So I think it's easy. Theo's sitting kind of pretty, and he's allowed <laughs> to be nice right now. So tale of two different uh, – tapes right now I I, I'm gonna be transparent as I as I I like to be on this show Sundays what do I do usually stone what is usually a staple of my Sundays that would be fill the cup with tequila that's right that's right and so did I do that (laughs) yeah yeah I did that yesterday I now what I did do responsibly though is I waited a couple of hours uh, to start compared to what I usually do because, you know, I needed to sustain. I, I don't know if up. that's smarter in this case. Well, turns out probably not. <laughs> so I, I had the tequila, and it was a good Sunday, but then the game happened. And already I'm annoyed because it's Sunday night football, and your boy doesn't want to be watching his team in prime time. I don't care about the nation. I don't care about the millions and millions of millions of people in the national audience watching the Dolphins. Your boy wants a 1 o'clock, maybe occasionally a 425, but an 815, uh-uh, not happening. And then, and then what drives your boy crazy is hearing the god-awful, I mean the... The, the musical abomination that is the Sunday Night Football theme. Take it away, Carrie Underwood. I mean, that in and of itself is cringe-inducing, but wait for it. Just terrible. Wait for it. Right there. Stop it right there. Hey, Jack, it's a fact. That lyric right there is one of the single worst lyrics in musical history. I don't care if it's top 40. I don't care if it's R&B. I don't care if it's hip-hop. I don't care if it's country. I don't care if it's Renaissance art from hundreds of years ago. I don't care if it's flappers dancing around in, in, in Prohibition times. There has never been a more annoying lyric in 2022 than, Hey, Jack, it's a fact. It doesn't even rhyme, first of all. It's so lazy and loose. Hey, Jack, it's a fact. It doesn't rhyme. And who talks like that? Who says, 
Hey, Jack, got a fact for you. If I walked in the damn door Monday morning, sat down at my chair here in this studio, and I looked Theo in the eyes, and I looked Stone in the eyes, and I said, hey, Jack, it's a fact. You guys would be like, what in the absolute bleep are you talking about? But no, but I'd say, Dumbass. The, I'd say, are the boys back in town? I would just keep oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Jack, it's a fact. Who says that? And especially in 2022, if this was like 1920 and we're living in black and white times, okay, and someone walked up and he's flipping a coin down the street and he goes, hey, Jack, it's a fact. Then I get it. I get I like it. That. that would actually be appropriate. <laughs> but in 2022, what is that? I hate that song. Wow. I, I did not expect that kind of visceral reaction from a little Carrie Underwood. But honestly, has the, the song wasn't always like that. When did the song change? I don't know. Cause she it's really, been like that for a while. No, 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 no. There's no way. I feel like the song used to be a little bit more mellow. Like It, it, it has a lot more in it right now. I don't know if I listen to the song as much as I look at Carrie well, Underwood's be, legs. Uh, like, I just, I'm uh, watching. Here we go. What, what do you mean? I think that I speak for the general male public, right? It's like you're just listening to Carrie in the background, and you're getting to look at those long legs. It's kind Stone's of Stone's a do. scumbag. Hey, Jack, it's a fact. <laughs> the She's talking to him. She's yeah. talking directly to Stone, <laughs> Stone's demographic. I don't know. Something she's that very beautiful. I'll put it that oh, way. She's, she's very, very beautiful. beautiful. It used to be Faith Hill. Maybe that's what you're thinking about. The song, <laughs> the previous iteration with Faith Hill. Maybe it was a little bit more Waiting subdued. all day for Sunday it's night. just such an atrocious <laughs> musical arrangement, the entire thing. And then, honestly, like that set the tone. For what last night was. And I'm getting the sense, and I don't know, and I don't know anything about anything, and I'm not in that Dolphins locker, and I'm definitely not in the, uh, the, the coaches' offices in California during the week. But didn't it look like Mike McDaniel and that offensive coaching staff sat back and said to themselves, hey, the 49ers are a pretty good defense, but I believe in what we've done all year, so... We're going to trot out the same stuff against the Chargers. Did it look like they did anything differently to try to disguise what they were exposed to struggle with last week against the Niners? The Niners, for the exception of two big plays, choked out the middle of the field where the Dolphins do most of their damage. And last night, what did the Dolphins continue to try to do over and over and over and over and over again? It was the football equivalent of taking off their helmet and blasting their head into drywall over and over and over again. Force the ball over the middle. There was not a single adjustment made from San Francisco to L.A. And last night was the worst showing of the season. Forget Tua for a second, but for the young coaching wonder kind, Mike McDaniel. That was discouraging from Mike McDaniel. To be fair to Mike McDaniel and the coaching staff for the Dolphins. Um, it was a long week. They're away from home and they're sad. I no, get no, it. no, no, no. Not even that. The Chargers don't have the same Joes as the San Francisco 49ers do. And it was a depleted Chargers defense. So it would be fair for them to think that they'll be able to abuse that defense in the same way that they've done to other teams with a similar attack. I, I don't. Perhaps before the fourth quarter, they could have tried to <laughs> yeah, no. realize that maybe there was an issue. Now, you're right about that side of it, but it, it, I mean, it worked. But haven't other teams tried that defensive strategy and it hasn't worked? Like, this can't be the only two times in the season 
that teams have tried to take the middle way uh, from the Dolphins. No, it kind of feels like all year the Dolphins have been able to do whatever they have wanted. And and this is this is part of the problem the Dolphins faced last night. The Chargers went full man press coverage, and then they 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 funneled everybody to the middle of the field. And yeah. so those crossing routes were taken away completely. Completely. Yet Every single pass play stone was the same thing. Hey, Jalen Waddle, run your deep 15-yard route. Hey, Tyreek Hill, run your slant 12, 13 yards. Everything was the same with no adjustment at all. So I- I'll say this. If you're Mike McDaniel, that offensive staff, and you realize you're getting man coverage, I mean, I'd say 75% of your playbook is wide open. So it's not like you're dialing up the wrong plays. I honestly would put more of the blame on Tua. A lot of the throws were forced, as we heard last week. He was, quotations, off. Like, he looked off the mark last night. There was a couple of balls that he threw. It was like, what are you thinking? Almost, and I hate to say it, but I did see it on Twitter. Does Tua have the yips? And I'm not in belief don't, that he has the yips. Josh I don't give Josh oxygen for the yips I, thing. I, I don't want to, but a lot of the throws down the middle, they were like, I have to throw this ball his way. Like, I have to do this. And he, it, it looked like he didn't want to. It wasn't there. It wasn't the correct coverage. It wasn't the right read in the progression. And he was forcing balls in certain places. And I'm like, wow, mentally, like I don't know what state two is sitting in right now because he doesn't even want to throw a lot of these balls. Why do the Dolphins not believe in screen passes? The easiest way to get the Chargers to respect the middle of the field is to pull the defense in, get blockers out in front, and use Mostert in the passing game or Cedric Wilson in the passing game. There was, and I went back and I counted, zero. They didn't throw one damn screen pass they last threw, night. They threw the one to uh, Tyreek Hill on the third and long. There was yes, you're right. You're right on third and twenty. Which then they should have gone for it on fourth down, and then they almost never got the ball again. They set up fourth and eight, which I thought was doable. It seemed like the offense was gonna stay out for a second there. And honestly, in hindsight, yes, maybe they should have gone for it, but you also want to be able to lean on your defense to get stopped. But right. So your goal there. Your goal in throwing a screen on third and twenty is to give your punter an extra first down to be able to flip the field. Like yeah. I don't he think he punted it to the ten. I don't think they necessarily wanted to go decent. for it there. It, it no, was, it was not good enough in the NFL. You, FAU's the kicker would have put it inside the five. You flip right. the you flip the field. That was the ultimate goal there, right? Put them back inside their own territory. They forced the Chargers to drive ninety yards right. and the Chargers said, All right. <laughs> That's perfect. More time to drain the clock. <laughs> but I, I want to touch on your screen point, Ken. I, I think you have to have trust with the guys up front, right? Teron's back. And this offensive line is not, you know, in anybody's so imagination. Wait, so, two, so Tua should sit back in the pocket and try and force balls 15 yards? Right, right. Like, and then end up going 10 of 28. Justin Herbert, his offensive line sucks. Mm. And they lived off of the screen pass in the short game last night. So let's talk they about it all year. Let's talk about that, too. I always say this to, to you, Ken. I always say, when you're an offensive coordinator, a lot of the times in certain situations, you call a play, and it might not be the best play that's dialed up in the right coverage, but your quarterback ends up doing it for you. Justin Herbert, every single third down conversion he had last night, every single big play they hit, the play broke down, and he got outside the pocket, and he did something with his legs. I think at some point, Mike McDaniel mm. is hoping and praying that Tua goes and gets outside those hashes. Tua did it a couple times. And makes that happen. He, so, made, he made some good runs. It, it 100% made not some good runs. Not as many as Justin Herbert. Right, and I think that's kind of what 
at this point, we we have to get from Tua. Like, we have to let him get outside the pocket and make these throws down the field and stuff like that. He didn't look confident enough. Justin Herbert, every single conversion that he had was either with his legs or he was outside of his own pocket on the move. So I, I think this really comes down to Tua, if you ask me. Well, and this is inherently where the problem comes. And I, I think Tua is a very good quarterback. But good sweet God, I thought we were done with this conversation, yet here we are with four games left to go in the 2022 season. In a year where up until the last two weeks, Tua was smack dab in the middle of the MVP conversation. We're right back at a bleeping crossroads with this guy. We're right back at a crossroads with the question, can you go into next season or two years from now or three years from now and go to a Super Bowl with this guy? And while I believe in him, boy, oh boy, do I feel discouraged right now. I like the guy a lot, and I think he is accurate as hell. But he had two opportunities to have two signature games. And what did he do? He mitted himself in San Fran, and then he was downright atrocious yesterday. And it opens up these nonsense conversations like Stephen A. Smith is going to try and throw in the collective Dolphins fan face today when he's on first take. And Stephen A. Smith, he sounds right because he has the upper hand because Tua was straight trash. He's bloviating because he has no idea what he's actually talking about. And again, it goes back to my theory that I don't think Stephen A. Smith actually watches half the stuff that he talks about. So inherently he's wrong, but he ends up being right because Tua has fallen to a level where it's easy to take pot shots. Here's Stephen A. Smith. They'll be fine. What are you looking at? <sighs> Let me take it away. So we sat here weeks ago, and <clears throat> we had to listen to Dan Olofsky. Drivel. Right. <laughs> Drivel, yes. Dribble. I like that word. <laughs> About two a tongue of a little. Guy hasn't lost a star. Any game he started and finished, the Dolphins have won. The dude is flawless. He's this, he's that. And I said, Dan, can we see the brother go up against? And now that he's been doing what he's doing, yeah. they're going to put a hat on him. They're going to get in his face. See what happens then. Damn, I'll see well, please, 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 you lost it. You're wrong. Blah, 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 blah. He goes on NFL Live. He's talking his dribble. He comes on first take. He's talking his dribble. He goes on Get Up. He talks his dribble. He goes to social media. He talks his dribble. This is all lies. Li- 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 this is not lies. It's not lies. It's not lies. First of all, first of all, you talked about Tua. No, I said Tua. I didn't say the Dolphins. I said Tua. No, no, no. The way I that never said what? Tua was going to light up the San Francisco oh, 49ers. My, I didn't say, no, 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 no. What I said was you were talking about how great he was. He was. And when I said to you, and I, and I said to you, see how you tried to misquote? I didn't say you You're said that. What I said was you said that about him, and I came back and said, can we pump the brakes? Can we wait to see when he goes up against these brothers? They're going to put a hat on him now. It's going to be a little bit different. The season's waning. It's getting oh my tight. God. And they know this miniature quarterback in the pocket who's oh, been susceptible to talk- injury. I'm talking I, I, about. It's the truth. It's, I'm not lying about him. I said, going to be there in the pocket, small target. You understand? They put a hat on him. And all they're saying is just get in his face. Just get in his face. Just get in his face. And watch what happened. And what has happened? What has happened? 
the Miami Dolphins have not looked so like I don't want to tie here. Turn, turn it off. The Tua's problem, Stephen A, has not been, and I'm pretty sure Stephen A just heard the term, put a hat on him. Oh, put a hat on him. Damn because right. that's why he's going back to that well over, <laughs> because he thinks it sounds it, football. It's coaches right? talk. Right, right. Put a hat, put on. A hat on him. Somebody put, hit somebody. We got to get a hat on a hat. We got to get a hat on a hat. Other than Nick Bosa <laughs> last week, Tua's problem has not been, someone's putting a hat on him. Or him being a miniature target. That hasn't been his problem. His problem has been not connecting on the 15, 16, 17-yard intermediate passes yep. that have been there all season long. Other than Bosa, the pressure hasn't been a problem. Nobody's been getting great licks on Tua or putting a hat on him. Tua has been dancy. Tua has been antsy. See, I can do that too, Stephen A. Oh, that's good. Dancy and antsy mm. uh, and prancy. Okay. Um, but, but. I thought the, Rudolph was coming soon. <laughs> his, problem, his problem has not been the physicality. He hasn't been roughed up. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been consistent. But also, if you're Mike McDaniel in there, you're this massive genius. And you've been brought in. I mean, the 49ers have retooled an entire offense around Brock Purdy. Mike McDaniel came from that school. Why Why were there zero adjustments made from one week to another? Did the Dolphins get cocky? Is that arrogance? What's happening there? It's two bad games. I it's, mean, but it's, also, there's, there's one month left in the season. The Dolphins right. have lost the chance at a division title now. That ain't happening. Yeah. And your point about the remaining schedule, oh. Stone, how confident do you feel? Saturday's going to be a bloodbath. Oh, my God. The Dolphins are going to get thrashed into the snow in Buffalo. Okay, there's eight and six. Okay? If the Dolphins lose Christmas Day to the Packers, they could legitimately, with two games left to go, be out of the playoff that's picture. When, that's when panic should set in is if they lose these sure. next two games. No, but I would hope Packers, panic sets in now. The panic's going to set in when the Dolphins are favored by a point and a half but, uh, against Aaron Rodgers. And when Aaron Rodgers, who I've seen with my very own blue eyes at that stadium, walks in and the Packers have a chance for a fourth quarter comeback, I've seen the nightmare before. Mm. I've seen the nightmare before. The dream to me, but. The division is not out of hand yet. It is. It's gone. It's, it's not, not happening. Gone. It's not gone because your next game is against the Bills. If you beat the Bills, you're one game back, and the Bills still have a couple hard games left yeah. on the schedule. I'm not say- I appreciate you being <laughs> positive, but not that's not happening. It's going to happen. I'm just saying you can't count it out yet. You're already ready to throw the Dolphins away like they're not going to make the playoffs. All I'm telling you is the division is still in play All right. in the AFC East. Stone, at the Bills, home against Aaron Rodgers, at the against Patriots, at the Patriots, which is no gimme, and then home against the Jets. Yes. Who have that defense against the way this offense is playing right now? Your favorite and in three of those games. I go back. I don't. I don't care if they're favored though. I'm no, just I'm, saying. Is in like you're saying the playoffs are out. They're favored in three of those games. So Vegas is going to assume that they're the favorites that they should win three of those games. Eleven and six get you in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm 100 with you there. Can I? I do think that panic button needs to be in the Harry Mandel deal or no deal box until Christmas Day. Like yeah. we don't need to press that button until Christmas Day. I, I mean, Theo, I I'm not. totally appreciate what you're doing. I'm not, even, I'm not doing it. Trust me. If this was time to dance on the Dolphins' grave, I'll be right there with you well, dancing. So the it's Dolph- just not time. The Dolphins had a late-season litmus test. Ken would not be dancing, by the way, on that oh, grave. Oh, sorry. Yeah. He'd be crying. A, a late-season <laughs> litmus test. And what did they do? They just no-showed. And it's and I understand that people are frustrated with Josh Boyer, Dolphins' defensive coordinator, and 
I don't think he should be the defensive coordinator past this season, but if you're holding the Chargers to 23 points with that offense that you have, you should be winning football games. And that's two yeah. weeks in a row now. That's yeah. two weeks in a row now that your bread and butter didn't show up when you had a chance to put a foot on throat. And now you have swung the door wide open for a number. The Patriots should have no business in this playoff conversation. Yet here they are. The Jets. The Jets are right there looming. And if you don't think it's realistic that they can come in a Hard Rock Stadium week 18 and win... Just remember 2014 when the Dolphins needed a win over a much worse Jets team to get into the playoffs. And what happens? Old mm. poop on the 50-yard line. And Rex Ryan got his win and got extended by the Jets it because will. it felt so good. I think by week 18, maybe Zach Wilson is back, so that should be a notch in the uh, <laughs> in the Dolphins' um, pros, cons. That's a pro for the Dolphins. I think Mac Jones is going to be a very easy – that's a quarterback you can beat. And then Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are not the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers of old still, even though they've gotten somewhat of their groove back. They're still beatable. They still have been losing some of these games they've looked good in. So I'm just saying, like, the Dolphins. And also, let's not just call the Bills game already. Stop. It's done. Stop. Why was it done? I am 100% ready to call the Bills You're ready. Absolutely. I've already called the Bills game. If we're calling the Bills game, then we need to call that Jets game. Let's just let's just put this on paper, right? If the Dolphins were in Buffalo yesterday in the pouring rain and snow <laughs> over. in it's the over. 28 degree, come on now. Because what those guys had to play through yesterday, they looked like they enjoyed it, that Buffalo Bills team. It is going like, to snow. It is going to be 33 degrees. You know what serves you best in conditions like that? <laughs> a short passing game and a run game. The Dolphins, the last two weeks, what have they lacked most significantly? A short passing game and a run game. And you're down to one running back now. One dependable running back. So, uh, so, uh, so the, other than that, things are great. They're going to beat Buffalo. You're right. There's a slither of a chance. So a, a few things here, Ken. Before the San Francisco game, wasn't this deemed the hardest three-game stretch of the season for the Dolphins? Mm-hmm. For this reason, exactly. Mm-hmm. So like, I think we can chalk it up to that. But I, I, here's what I'll say. is, And I, 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 I said this last week. If the Dolphins lost all three, fine. You move on. But it's the nature in which the Dolphins sure. are losing. That's what has me shook now. That's what has me discouraged. Because while the games, the Dolphins have had a chance late, they are far and away not at the level of the two teams that they played yeah. in those situations. Maybe in a vacuum they are, but in head-to-head, they're not. And they had a chance to silence doubters, and what have they done They've opened the door for people like Stephen A. Smith, who has no idea what he's talking about, but he can jump on national TV and people jump behind him and say, hell yeah, Stephen A. was always right because of the failure. 100%. Yeah, he, he, uh, I had a problem with him belittling Dan Orlovsky, somebody who sits there and posts that he watches film all the time and he defends with the correct statistics. And Put then a hat on Stephen him. A. gets on there and just throws some phrases around and is making fun <laughs> of Dan. I also wanted to point this out. I want to defend Mike McDaniel for a second. So early in that game, let's talk first drive, second drive. If you could give me a player, who was the game plan for Miami? Who were they trying to force the ball to? Well, they're trying to get it to Jalen Waddle well, initially sure. and Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill, you saw him had like four targets in those first two drives. And they did combine for three drops in the first two drives, which didn't help. Yeah. They did. So I think the Chargers, to your point on Mike McDaniel kind of not having things dialed up, did a good job taking Tyreek Hill out of the game. We're looking at 10 targets, only four receptions. Yeah, he had 81 yards, but takes one deep ball from Tyreek Tyree Hill. Because Tyreek Hill's awesome. So you eliminate Tyreek Hill from the game. You eliminate Jalen Waddle from the game. That's kind of been the guys we've been leaning on. So... Honestly, it's kudos to the Chargers because if you can hold Tyreek Hill in any point, any matchup to four receptions, you're probably most likely going to win that game. Here's my question. How in the name of bleep do the Chargers, that defense, 
do that to this offense. They have been trash bag Ole all year long, and they're hurt. So you mean to tell me you're going to give credit to Mike McDowell, the, the, the Chargers, the Chargers. The, how did they even get in that position? How is Mike McDaniel not able to scheme out of that? I mean, it's really tough, right? You're watching them. If, you, if you're Mike McDaniel and a lot of the plays that you're calling are circled around Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle being the nucleus, and you're allowed to play a lot of the man coverage and bracket a guy like Tyreek Hill and make sure that there's a guy on top of him and a guy underneath him and a guy trailing him, like, at that point, you got to go to Trent Sherfield. You got to go to these other guys who we don't see all the time. We watched Mike Gisecki line Mike up Gisecki? out wide. He's getting paid <laughs> top three tight end money in the mm. NFL. He hasn't had a catch in two games. That's what I thought we were in trouble when I watched Mike Mc- or Mike Gisecki line up out wide solo and Tua threw him a, a go ball on first and ten, and I was like, okay, now we're digging oh, deep into man. that play oh, yeah, call no, sheet. That was desperation. I thought the same thing. But, For sure. But, but also, when you do get one-on-one on the outside with Waddle or Hill, and they threw that ball to, yeah. to Hill, and that was a touchdown. Turn threw, your damn head around. Yeah, they threw one to Waddle, and again, you expect... You You're scheme right. it up. If you scheme right. it up and you get one-on-one with Waddle and a no-name oh, defensive yeah. back for the Chargers in a defensive secondary that's banged up, you expect Waddle to be able to make a play on that one or at least Tua to throw a, a little bit more of a catchable ball. But. In your mind, that throw in the second quarter the, uh, where Tyree Kill, the ball just lands behind him by about three yards. Is that on Tua or is that on Tyree Kill? Because Chris Collinsworth was making it sound like that's on Tyree Kill or he never saw the ball. Yeah, it, I that would have been a touchdown. I yeah. don't think there's a definitive it, answer necessarily because if you're Tyreek Hill, right, you're trying to stack that corner and make sure that you have your leverage, and you don't necessarily know that Tua let that ball go as early as he did. It's just how it happened, to be honest with you. There's I, nobody's fault. And then that you're one. talking about a throw in the fourth quarter where Jalen Waddle. I mean, he seems surprised that the ball is like falling at his feet yeah. down the sideline. I, I mean, you're right. He I had, had questions about that too. He had one on one. Again, against the D-back that you expect Waddle to be able to beat. And, again, that's that's a play. And, mm. and the reason why you have guys like Hill and Waddle with two is because that's a play that when you call as Mike McDaniel and you see that ball go up in the air, you're thinking, we have a chance. And I think that's the same reason why, again, I'm not saying that they're going to beat the Bills. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're going to just roll through their last three games. But still, what has worked all year is just having a guy in Hill and a guy in Waddle who can beat man coverage who are explosive once they get the ball in their hands, who Tua has got the ball too, yep. and they can – any game, any given game, those guys can combine for 300 yards before a touchdown. The problem is something's not right with Waddle, and it yeah. hasn't been since the bye week. And you Tyre, think injury? Maybe. And Tyre, I, I hope that's the case, yeah. and it's not something more serious. And then Tyree Kill has one, one ankle. Like, yeah. that's Because then after those two – we're Ooh. talking Trent Sherfield. Oh, yeah. We you are. don't have a River Craycraft available for you. Mike Jasicki <laughs> might as well not even be on the roster any longer. And also, is there like a fourth or fifth 49ers running back they can go get now that they're they're down more? Like, the 49. Like, all, why is Mike yeah. McDaniel only trust guys from that 49ers? Let's guess what? You know, and Jeff Wilson's been good. They've been good, but the, the Dolphins like the definitely third? have come out on the right end of that deal. That said, if you don't have Jeff Wilson in Buffalo, I don't trust Raheem Mostert, who has been largely inconsistent all year long. I just feel like it. it but he's fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a hard time. I honestly, with the the side of blaming Mike McDaniel's offensive staff, because at one point, and I know you know the stat, you've seen it a hundred times. But if you're a quarterback, and at any point in any football game, no matter who you're playing, you're three of seventeen. You're not going to win that football game. You're not going to win that you're football right. game. He ended ten of twenty-eight, thirty-five percent. But at one point. 
This cat was three of 17. Mm. Now, if you were to go break down the tape, and I'm sure we'll see some on so, some social media platforms, there are guys that are open. There are reads that he's missing. I honestly can't go for Mike McDaniel or these other guys. It's all on Tua here. Here's, here's my bottom line with all of this. The Dolphins look ragged. They look inconsistent. Their quarterback's not playing well, and their head coach doesn't appear as if he made a single adjustment from one week to another. That's concerning with four games left to go, and you've dropped two straight, and now you have to fly 3,000 miles back home in order to get back on a plane and play on a short week Saturday night in the snow in Buffalo against the division leaders. Pardon me for thinking that that's maybe not ideal, (laughs) but then past that, You've got Aaron Rodgers coming in on Christmas Day, and then past that, you have to go to Foxborough, and then past that, you have a Jets team that really believes in itself and arguably has the best defense in the league coming down to South Florida. I'm uneasy. Those are four good defenses, too. I'm un- Exactly. I'm uneasy. So for me, on a scale of 1 to 10, least to most, my confidence that the Dolphins are a playoff team. This isn't even a discussion about if they can win the division. A playoff team, right now, the way I feel, I'm at a four. They're 74% to make the playoffs. But NBC last night, all of their studio hosts were 100% the Dolphins were going to win. Chris Collinsworth jumped on the pregame show before kickoff and said, I think this is a team we're going to see in the Super Bowl. And then the Dolphins proceeded to puke all over the sideline. Scale of 1 to 10, least to most confident. How do you feel about the Dolphins making the playoffs? I'm a 4. I'm a 4 right now. How about you? Scale of 1 to 10. How confident are you that the Dolphins make the playoffs? 1 being the least, 10 being the most. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Three seven seven six. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. And let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. I am confident, a 10, that if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, they're going to help you. You need to see an expert in the field. That's where Baptist Health Orthopedic Care comes in. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle Joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. On a scale of 1 to 10, least to most, how confident are you the Dolphins make the playoffs? I say 4. How about you? 888-760-3776. 760-3776 at KLV1063 on Twitter. Theo and Stone give their numbers when we come back. He is Theo Dorsey, eternal optimist, and damn it, do I love him for it. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. One more thing. If I hear another sideline reporter or studio host who does a pregame interview with either Tua or Mike McDaniel, 
reference their special relationship in the Mike McDaniel 700 highlights for Tua and boosting his confidence and how they've really bonded as humans. Like that was that was an awesome story for like five or six straight weeks. It's week 15 now. Enough. Enough. I don't care anymore. I know the story. We know the story. It's been everywhere. We understand that Mike McDaniel is endlessly positive. We know that two has been saved and raised up by Mike McDaniel. It's great. And I'm so glad for Mike McDaniel that he has performed that saint-like maneuver for Tua and that Tua's been saved. That said, now it's time to play big boy football and win some games. Okay? Enough already. Focus on the football. Ask them about the football things. Not about Tua's confidence. Not about Mike McDaniel and his ability to, to put together highlight packages and raise up those around him. No, let's talk football like, like pros. Okay? Mm. Enough already. Stop with the puff piece bullcrap. Hey, enough enough just, I, I can't it's so cringy now why is it, 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 it you were so happy a couple weeks ago things were and I know it's a couple losses in a row and it's on the west coast and one of them was prime time but like you don't got to go all in on the reporters now too I mean, it, but for example Melissa Stark before the game last night they're on the field this is right before kickoff and Melissa Stark doesn't ask Mike McDaniel about hey what is it going to take to take advantage of an injured Chargers defense. What can you do to improve on the struggles of the offense a week ago against the 49ers? She could have asked that, and Mike McDaniel, as always, could have given a very introspective and interesting response. Instead, what did she go with? As Mike McDaniel is on the field getting ready to go to the sideline to call the game, she goes, you said earlier this week that helping Tua through this season is one of the most fulfilling things you've ever done in your life. Could you expand on that? What are we doing? What are we doing? I, this is the NFL, man. Talk football. I agree with you 100% because I think you would have gotten your answer if she asked the correct question. Like, like stop. And he's like, hey, I don't think there's anything to change, right? We didn't make that many adjustments. Like, this defense is banged up. I think we're coming here with the same game plan. Like, yeah, you would have got your answer, but instead we're... Uh, we're talking about the relationship when this guy's thinking about what plays he needs to call or the openers they have scripted. I'm with you 100%. Let's save that for the offseason. They can both go on the Drew Barrymore show and mm. they can talk about how they love one another and play a fun little game of guess what's in the box. But this is this is pro football in a playoff race. Enough already. Do you watch a lot of Drew Barrymore? She's the most cuddly show. <laughs> I could have dropped to Kelly Clarkson too. Yeah, okay, just making sure. No, I thought the Drew Barrymore is perfect. Yeah. Mike. What's in the box? Is that really a thing? I don't does? know. I'm trying to think of some like crappy little yeah. game they would play where people would say, oh, that was so cute. <laughs> I don't want cute now. I want playoffs. I want playoffs and I want football. I want to I want Mike McDaniel to explain why things are gonna be different. Oh, why was this so fulfilling for you? Why? Why is this such a great relationship? I don't care about that. This ain't all my children. This damn AFC playoff race, man. Yeah. Like, stop. Ken feels this way because he's been here before with this Dolphins team. Like, yeah. he knows. I've been the, with the Dolphins in December. I know how this crap fest goes. I was going to say the December Dolphins. Like, he feels this more than we do. Like, he's on that hot button right now. Yeah. Ready to press that alarm. And we're, we we haven't experienced the Rex Ryan coming to the crib and knocking us out of the playoffs. So, is so that, I feel Ken. I was about to say, because is, is that more so the context of what you're using to describe 
how you feel about these next four games in yeah, the Dolphins playoff Yeah, because I've seen chances. this story yep. before. This is a totally different I've Dolphins team. I've seen this movie, team, though. and it it's the same, sucks. Same franchise, same logo, different characters. Different cast and crew. Okay, they're certainly not giving me a... It, it's, it's like when... Uh, I'll talk like the kids. There's a new Marvel movie coming out, okay? Let's just say it's Captain America. Okay. Okay? And you're hearing all these things. There's a new director, and oh my God, what an inspired decision for this person to direct it. The star power involved. This is going to be incredible. No-brainer. Can't wait to go to the box office and dress up like Thanos. And, and go see this film with my best buds. And then you see the preview, and the CGI is super noticeable. And there's a clip of a love story. And you're like, wait a minute, why, why does my superhero movie have this love story? This doesn't make any sense. And then you see the trailer, you're like, uh-oh, I think they might have screwed it up. This is what I'm feeling right now with this mm. Dolphins movie. I've seen it before, and then I was promised something different. And the cast of characters, strong. The director, strong. But wait a minute. It's got the same flaws in the trailer that I saw in the Captain America Marvel movie. But don't you want from your football team, and I think right now— A run the, game? Yes. Yeah, well, of course. You want the— A yeah, defense? You want a defense. You want a run game. Sure, all of that. Not you lining up eight guys in the end zone on third and goal from the 17? You know, I love that. We're going to talk about Josh Boyer in a second, yeah, too. Yeah. But don't you want them to get it like in a way that feels earned? And what feels more earned than having to go to Buffalo on Saturday night after back-to-back stinkers on the West Coast? Go on to Buffalo on Saturday night, another primetime game. Then coming back home on Christmas and taking out Aaron Rodgers. Then beating up on Bill Belichick out at Foxborough and then closing the season. Again, remember what the Jets did at Hard Rock Stadium like week three or week four, doing the waddle in the end zone and all of that fun stuff. The Jets don't put eight guys in the end zone on third and goal from the 17. I'm just saying, if the Dolphins can use this as a launching pad to the playoffs instead of limping in, you're looking at it pessimistically. Oh, this is the start of what's going to be a continued downfall and the Dolphins are going to limp their way out of the playoffs. If the Dolphins use this as the launching pad into the playoffs, go 3-1 and one in this stretch, tough game against the Bills, and maybe close it out three games in a row, that's what you want. That's As a fan, that should be what you want. They got it the hard way. They're battle-tested now. You saw adversity, and they got through it, and now they're ready for a postseason run versus what did you think it was going to be like all rainbows and, and sunshine? I mean, even my Chiefs lost to the Colts. I didn't think the Chargers and the 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 body bags they're throwing out defensively would <laughs> would, would would beat the Dolphins worse defensively than the Niners did. And, yeah. and Theo, the way you posed that question, let's just rewind the clock a few months back. Remember when the Heat were starting their playoff journey, right? And how nervous Ken was, even though we were taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want this. He wants us to he just wants it to be easy. Yeah, fast forward and be there. I yeah. don't want this to be a challenge. No. That's exactly but right. I'm old so much- and I've got a bad ticker. Now, that's a lie. <laughs> but I feel old. It feels so much better. Like, as a Heat fan, the, the championship that will Nothing always- feels good as a Heat fan, okay? No, I, I know right now, right now. <laughs> but let's talk about the good days. Okay. The good old days. The championship that will always hold, like, give me the most warmth. And when I think back to the, the just the steps going through it and feeling every step of the way, the angst and the heartache and the come out of it with the championship was 2013. Was 2013. Game six against the Spurs. Ray Allen needs to shot in the corner. You go back, you win game seven. I skipped out on a J. Cole concert to watch game seven. I, I'll never forget it. Like, that was the most fulfilling Can championship. Can J. Cole give the Heat minutes off the bench, by the way? He what? might be able to. 
I mean, I think LeBron James on that Heat team is now our new Tyreek yeah. Hill. So I love the analogy. I'm just saying, as in, like, again, it, it came on the heels of the 20. <laughs> I, I, Ken's not I, rocking I, with that. I hate that analogy. Ken's not rocking with that. <laughs> Sorry, Stone, He's the best receiver in football right now. Okay, that's great. But he needs someone to deliver him the football. Yeah. I guess Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams. Yeah. But, he, but he's right there. So and I'm not out on Tua, but Tua. He's good. Boy. It's just two bad games. Two bad games in a row. I know it sucks. I know it, it It happens. It's the National Football League. Those but guys have pride on the other side, Here's the problem, too. though. I would argue, too, uh, was, he like, was he not his usual 2022 season self against the Niners? Sure. But did he throw for 295 and two? Yeah. That was, it, it was okay. It was okay. Like, some people were saying, oh, awful, terrible. Oh, Tyreek, what message would you give to two? Oh, bad games happen. It was, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine by comparison. Last night was bad. He threw Last incompletions, night was bad. not interceptions. He was 10 of 28 for 145 yards. It was bad, but as bad games go for quarterbacks, we've seen this year and even this week even worse. He threw incompletions, not interceptions. He didn't throw his team out of the game. He just didn't throw them to the win. (laughs) Uh, So scale of 1 to 10, confidence the Dolphins make the playoffs. 1 being least, 10 being most, Theo, because I sit at a 4 right now. That's where I feel. You're at an 8. 8 out of 10, like Drake said. Man, look. The Dolphins have a very winnable schedule after this Bills game, and I think they'll take care of business. At the very least, they're but going two Theo, and two. Is it very winnable? Is it, I don't the, think it's very winnable. The, I'm not afraid of the Patriots. I, I am not afraid of anything the Patriots have going on right now. The yeah. Jets at the end of the season, they, they, the Jets still don't know who's going to be their quarterback. If you don't think you could beat that team, especially after the way that they beat you, if you have a healthy offense against those Jets, you should but be able to beat matter, them at home. Does it matter who's playing quarterback if Tua's laying flat on He's his ass? Not, okay, so <laughs> all right, so we've had 13 games this year, right? How many of them have Tua stunk versus how many of them was he great? Uh, the majority, he's been great. All right, so why are we taking the con- I, I, recency bias? Because the Dolphins is, have been exposed. The offense oh, has been exposed. It, now it's totally <laughs> exposed. And if my and, and you know what? If the Dolphins have been exposed this easily. Then you weren't going to win in the playoffs anyway, so at least they're putting you out of your misery. But if they are going to be a real contender in the AFC, these are games they have to win. This is just part of the process of being a playoff winning team. So if you can't expect your team to win in these four games, then hell, yeah, throw your why are we even why even kick the season off before this year? If I told you the Dolphins will be eight and five right before this four game stretch with a chance to still mm. technically mathematically win the division, they still have that chance mathematically. And a great probability to make the playoffs, you would take it ten out of ten. They reset your expectations because they started eight and three, and two of those games were without Tua. So now you're being unreasonable. What if you told me that they'd be eight and five after starting eight and three, and their defensive coordinator puts eight guys in the end zone on a third and goal from the seventeen? You would have took that too, because nobody yeah, had would. that before the season against a head coach that religiously goes for it on fourth down. I don't know, Stone. Where are you at <laughs> one through ten? Split you guys right down the middle. I'll go six. I'll go six because I, I hear every point you're making, Ken, and I agree. I mean, we saw it with our own eyes last night, but I'm with Theo all the time. I mean, the Patriots, we're going to win that game. The Jets, we're going to win that game, and I think they can and should beat that Packers team if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go 12 mode on them. So I'll split you guys right down the middle. Stone is confident. He says a six that the Dolphins are still going to the playoffs. Theo says eight. He's still all in on this. I say four. <laughs> I am shook mm. over what I've seen, the lack of response, the lack of adjustment from Mike McDaniel. Just bad stuff. And that defense playing good enough to keep the team in the game, but some just atrocious mistakes. And mistakes that are coming from the sideline, not on the field, which is maybe the most difficult part for me to actually stomach. 
Scale of one through ten, least confident, ten being the most confident. How confident are you the Dolphins make the playoffs with four games left to go? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. If the postseason started today, the Dolphins would be the sixth seed. The Dolphins will still be in the playoff picture even after they lose in Buffalo. But then after that, they could fall out of that playoff picture and do it quickly. Scale of 1 to 10, least to most confident, are the Dolphins going to make the playoffs in your mind? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. So Stone brought to my attention in the break when I said, I made an analogy. I made an analogy about the Dolphins and Marvel and whatever. You don't need the full context of it. But I said that, hey, you want to go see the Marvel movie, so you dress up as, as, as Thanos and you show up to the theater. Stone in the break, he made sure to tell me that the mere thought of that was horrifying. <laughs> because why would anybody, why would anybody show up to a theater, the bunch of Marvel fans dressed as Thanos? 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 How do I pronounce it, that? It's both. Honestly, you hear it both ways. Okay. Yeah, the first time you said it was a little weird. You could tell you weren't really a big Marvel fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. you kind of went in between yeah, Thanos yeah, and Thanos. I was like, was like Thanos. Thanos. I was yeah. like, okay, that's weird. Thanos. I think like, it, I, I, like I, I'm I, talking I, about some Greek immigrant who showed up into the <laughs> yeah. studio. Thanos. Hello, Thanos. The correct <laughs> pronunciation is Thanos, I believe. Mm. Thank you for that. Um, he just pulled that out of his ass too. No, come on, I'll, I'll, you guys can test me later. But I he, think it's Thanos. <laughs> but 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 Stone Stone likened it to me dressing up as some sort of um, former dictator. Uh, you can pick the country. You can pick the former dictator. Use your brain. That's a bad idea. His point was that's a bad idea. Why yeah. would you ever do that? That would be really really a poor decision on your part. What would have happened? Would all those comic book nerds try to fight me? Like, what would happen if I showed up as Thanos to a movie theater, just minding my own business, wanted to see a Marvel movie? What would happen to me if I dressed up? He's a, he's a prominent character in the Marvel universe. What, so I dress up as the bad guy. Who cares? Yeah, a, a few things. You might get stared at, you know, as you walk in. I don't care if those nerds stare at me. You might get punched by a couple of 10-year-olds. Or, yeah, it would kind of be like a uh, get this guy out of here kind of deal. Or you might get booed. You might get would, booed. You might get booed. Booed. Oh, you stink. Oh, oh, no different than Elon Musk at a Dave Chappelle comedy show. <laughs> um, so, so, but for me, good. for me, I, one, I didn't know that. So, thanks for the heads up. I'll avoid dressing up as Thanos next time. The next time I go to a Marvel movie in the theater will be the first time. Yeah. But what would, what do you think would happen to me if I showed up as Thanos to a Marvel movie? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Also, scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you the Dolphins are going to the playoffs? I'm not going to lie, and I'm not totally out on them. But my expectation for this Dolphins team is high. And what I saw in California was... Really discouraging. Really discouraging. The quarterback, not playing well. The head coach, not adjusting. The defensive coordinator, doing the defensive coordinator things that he's been doing all year and really hurting his football team. I, I just, 
I don't know, man. And 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 this last month is no cakewalk at the Patriots, at Buffalo Saturday, home against Aaron Rodgers, home against the Jets. And it's not like they don't have a history of the final week of the season of completely kneecapping the Dolphins season. And they have the best, the best defense in the league, best young defense in the league. How did that go against San Francisco when the Dolphins went up against that? Mm. They scale, put a hat on them. Scale, <laughs> thanks, Stephen A. Scale of 1 to 10, least to most confident are the Dolphins making the playoffs in your mind as we get into the final month of the season. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's start in Deerfield, and let's go to Don. What's up, Don? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, uh, man. I give them a 5. Okay. I'm pretty close to you, and I've been a Dolphin fan for 50 years. The problem is that you see the, what you want. You anticipate the greatness that's going to be there. And then you're disappointed again, and you, you see them as what they almost they really are. They're just a middle-of-the-road team. It's, you have to be able to dig deeper in these games. We had to really win that game against the Chargers. Yep, and here's my and you mentioned digging deep, and here's here's maybe the most discouraging part to me is once the initial Dolphins approach on offense gets shut down, there's no substance after that. There there there's no adjustment. There's no screen passes. There's no dedication to the run game. And I understand that the offensive line is hurt, and you're relying on newcomers to try and 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 gain leverage, but. To, to that point, where's the substance? Like the Bills, they've plotted along, but they always find a way, secondary or or a third level, to make a play when they need it. The Dolphins don't do that or didn't do that the last two weeks. No. It's just so Not at all. frustrating. It, it, that's why I give them a five. Yeah, I know. Because it, I've been watching them for so long, and I, I love this team. It, it rips your heart out. Uh, yep. But yep. To, to hear. To hear to hear some of the guys in the studio, Theo, come on, man. When we ever play the Jets or New England, it is not a gimme. Ever. And with the Dolphins defense kind of always giving, 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 and this bend don't break, and next thing you know, it's a 13-play drive. Our defense can't be out there like that. Nope. So, Aaron Rodgers, I, I hope, listen, I hope we take that game. But every one of these games from now on actually scares me. Last night is the night that they were supposed to show us, us Dolphin fans, that they turned a corner. To me, this is not yet turning a corner. No, and that, that actually arguably, and appreciate the call, Don, I mean, that arguably is the worst performance of the season, right? In a game where it was roundly supposed to be, hey, Dolphins can roll here. And they put in their worst performance of the season. Well, at full strength, because I still think the Jets game was was abysmal and effortless, especially feel like in the second half. That was a blowout. They lost their starting, their, I know, I their know. backup starting quarterback one play in due to a cheater up in the 300 level. <laughs> a cheater. A cheater. Okay, well, I'm just saying, it's just a team-wide effort. I mean, you still don't get blown out by like 20 points against the Jets at home there. Um, it was a one-score game. They had a chance to take the lead in the fourth quarter, Jason Sanders. And then it all got out of hands. But so, so let's go back to the performance then against the Niners and then the Chargers. If, if that is going to be all it takes for y'all to be all the way out on this team, then what's the point of rooting for them in the first place? Because you want them to succeed and you want to hold them to a certain standard. Uh, and you've gone all in and you've given up the remaining first-round picks to go. By the way, um, um, Chubb? I knew it. 
<laughs> is he gonna is he gonna get a sack at <laughs> to, any point? To be honest, but he's close you. to the quarterback. I don't care for a first round pick in that money, that extension. You sack the damn quarterback. <laughs> to be honest with you, a lot of novice Dolphins fans probably forgot about Chubb. If you're not like watching play by play or watching some of the defense, yeah. but deal. The point of why are you watching? If the question you just asked, it would be Don's call. He said because the Chargers game was when we were gonna turn the corner. So. Like diehard fans, that like kind of stuff. They be, were wanting them to turn the corner. That's like, why you're that, a fan. Last that night game, was supposed to be the get right game. It no, was. no, that game mattered more to the Chargers than it did the Dolphins. Clearly. Well, I'm just saying it. They, they needed it more than the Dolphins did. That's what you guys are missing in this as well. Like it That's was really, really going to be point. a panic room moment for the LA Chargers had they lost that game against the Dolphins. That was a a save our season game for them. Ken Levick alive, WUUB, ESPN 106.3. Jupiter, let's continue with some Dolphins calls. Let's go to Terrence. What's up, Terrence? Hey, Ken. How you guys doing? Uh, love the show. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you. Um, I am I, I'm with Stone on this one. I'm going to say give it about a six in the confidence uh, department. Um, I, I just feel like I'm not putting it all on Tua. Um, no. I think that the lack of the lack of a running game, um, our defensive coordinator that likes to try to get smarter than oh, anybody else on the field with God. the stuff that he's doing is ridiculous. Oh. I mean, last night that that third, uh, you know, third and forever, and he backs everybody. I've never up seen on anything like that. Like what? What? What is his thinking there against a head coach on the other sideline <laughs> whose reputation is going forward in fourth down situations? So you push everybody eighteen yards back when you know a screen is coming. That's one of the most. Dumbass things I've seen. Agreed. Agreed. And even the commentators are like, well, if they just play on base defense, they're right. doing well. They're shutting them down. And then they get uh, cute and try to do things and bring extra guys. And it's like, come on, Josh. Come on now, man. I mean, this is a couple of years in your in your, uh, in your defensive scheme. Right. Uh, you know, let, let's get these guys. We've got the players. We've got the players yes, on defense to, to have a good defense. And I just don't understand – what has happened from last season to what we're seeing now? It's it's, I, I, and I'm like, I, you know what? Uh, I think we'll make the playoffs still. I think we have a good enough offense, but I have no confidence once we get to the playoffs. What's going to happen? Yeah, and so uh, for me and Terrence, appreciate the call. That's where, like, I, I don't want this team to just go in and fail. Like, I'd rather them not make the postseason. That's what. That, okay, I figured that's what we were getting then. Then go in and get blasted. Like that was not fun when the Dolphins went and played the Steelers in the wild card round and Matt Moore got his brains blown up. That wasn't fun. It's pointless. What's the point of that? But you want Mike McDaniel in his first season to make the playoffs, be put in a pressure situation, maybe even on the road, and see what they come up with. Like okay. you want to, you want your team to have that shot. Last night was a pressure situation. Two night uh, two weeks ago was a pressure situation. How did he handle that? Well, those were his first two tests as a head coach in that position then. Well, now he's got four straight pressure situations. So yeah. we'll see how he how he fares. And if with he that. succeeds in enough of them, then he will help lift the Dolphins to the playoffs, and then you get to start it anew again. And you get to see what this team looks like in the postseason. You get to see what Tua looks like with these weapons and with that offensive mastermind. I just don't understand why we're punting on the Dolphins so early. They're eight and five with four games left. I don't know why we punted on the Dolphins. Only get it to the ten in a situation <laughs> to pin them back. But I, Thomas I, Morstead. I have to I have to side with Ken and uh, guys like Terrence who have been fans for decades, right? Yeah. They've seen this movie before. Yeah. Dolphins in December. It's one of the worst movies ever made. 
Um, why don't we take a break? Why don't we take a break? Before we take a break, and we'll keep taking your Dolphins calls. Um, uh, scale of 1 to 10, confidence level 1 to 10, the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I want to tell you about Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Friday, brought my beautiful Kia K5 GT over to Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. And I rolled it in because it needed its regular maintenance. Mm. And Andrea took care of me. She got everything set up. And I got a couple of new tires. I got everything cleaned up and ready to go. That car, mm, that beautiful pickup is back. And the tires feel great. I am riding in style in my Kia K5 GT. Couldn't be happier with the service I got. Andrea and company, thank you so much at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. You are going to absolutely love your time at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, whether it's your car getting serviced or it is the fact that you can get a brand new Kia certified pre-owned Kia at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. It's going to be a great car buying experience. And they have the credit clinic on site. I know I sound like a broken record talking about it, but find me another place that is going to go to the ends of the earth like Greenway Kia does to make sure that even if your credit is poor, you are taken care of. Down here in the state of Florida, a lot of it, it, it's tough. You want to go get a condo, buy a house. Oh, credit's poor. Can't do it. Sorry. This is the place in Florida, in this state, where you can go and get yourself something that you deserve because they are going to hustle with their credit clinic on site, their bank reps on site to get you taken care of at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach.com. Scale of one to 10. Least to most confident. Where are you with the Dolphins making the playoffs with four weeks left to go? And what would happen to me if I dressed up as Thanos and went to go see a Marvel movie? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And because it's Monday at 1 o'clock when we return, it will be a dog crap Monday. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. One more thing. If I hear another sideline reporter or studio host who does a pregame interview with either Tua or Mike McDaniel reference their special relationship in the Mike McDaniel 700 highlights for Tua and boosting his confidence and how they've really bonded as humans. Like, that was that was an awesome story for, like, five or six straight weeks. It's week 15 now. Enough. Enough. I don't care anymore. I know the story. We know the story. It's been everywhere. We understand that Mike McDaniel is endlessly positive. We know that Tua has been saved and raised up by Mike McDaniel. It's great, and I'm so glad for Mike McDaniel that he has performed that saint-like maneuver for Tua and that Tua's been saved. That said, now it's time to play big boy football and win some games, okay? Enough already. Focus on the football. Ask them about the football things, not about Tua's confidence, not about Mike McDaniel and his ability to, to put together highlight packages and raise up those around him. No, let's talk football. Like like pros, okay? Mm. Enough already. Stop with the puff piece bullcrap. Enough. You Enough. Just, I, I can't. It's so cringy now. What, why is it, 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 it? You were so happy a couple weeks ago. Things were, and I know it's a couple losses in a row, and it's on the West Coast, and one of them was prime time. But like, 
You don't got to go all in on the reporters now, too. I mean, well, it, but, for example, Melissa Stark, before the game last night, they're on the field. This is right before kickoff, and Melissa Stark doesn't ask Mike McDaniel about, hey, what is it going to take to take advantage of an injured Chargers defense? What can you do to improve on the struggles of the offense a week ago against the 49ers? She could have asked that, and Mike McDaniel, as always, could have given a very introspective and interesting response. Instead, what did she go with? As Mike McDaniel is on the field getting ready to go to the sideline to call the game, she goes, you said earlier this week that helping Tua through this season is one of the most fulfilling things you've ever done in your life. Could you expand on that? What are we doing? What are we doing? I, this is the NFL, man. Talk football. I agree with you 100% because I think you would have gotten your answer if she asked the correct question. Like, like stop. And he's like, hey, I don't think there's anything to change, right? We didn't make that many adjustments. Like, this defense is banged up. I think we're going to come here with the same game plan. Like, yeah, you would have got your answer. But instead, we're uh, we're talking about the relationship when this guy's thinking about what plays he needs to call or the openers they have scripted. I'm with you 100%. Let's save that for the offseason. They can both go on the Drew Barrymore show and mm. they can talk about how they love one another and play a fun little game of guess what's in the box. But this is, this is pro football in a playoff race. Enough already. Do you watch a lot of Drew Barrymore? She's the most cuddly show. I could have dropped to Kelly Clarkson, too. Yeah, okay, just making sure. No, I thought the Drew Barrymore was perfect. Yeah. Mike. What's in the box? Is that really a thing I don't does? know. I'm trying to think of some, like, crappy little yeah. game they would play where people would say, oh, that was so cute. <laughs> I don't want cute now. I want playoffs. I want playoffs. I don't want football. I want, to, I want Mike McDaniel to explain why things are going to be different. Oh, why was this so fulfilling for you? Why? Why is this such a great relationship? I don't care about that. This ain't all my children. This is damn AFC playoff race, man. Yeah. Like, stop. Ken feels this way because he's been here before with this Dolphins team. Like, yeah. he knows. I've been the, with the Dolphins in December. I know how this crap fest goes. I was going to say the December Dolphins. Like, he feels this more than we do. Like, he's on that hot button right now. Yeah. Ready to press that alarm. And we're, we we haven't experienced the Rex Ryan coming to the crib and knocking us out of the playoffs. So, so that, I feel Ken. I was about to say, because is, is that more so the context of what you're using to describe how you feel about these next four games in yeah, the Dolphins playoff Yeah, because I've seen chances. this story yep. before. This is a totally different I've Dolphins team. I've seen this movie, though. and it's it the same, sucks. Same franchise, same logo, different characters. Different cast and crew. Okay, they're certainly not giving me a... It, it's it's like when... Uh, I'll talk like the kids. There's a new Marvel movie coming out, okay? Let's just say it's Captain America. Okay. Okay? And you're hearing all these things. There's a new director, and oh my God... What an inspired decision for this person to direct it. The star power involved. This is going to be incredible. No-brainer. Can't wait to go to the box office and dress up like Thanos and, and go see this film with my best buds. And then you see the preview, and the CGI is super noticeable. And there's a clip of a love story and you're like, wait a minute, why, why does my superhero movie have this love story? This doesn't make any sense. And then you see the trailer, you're like, uh-oh, I think they might have screwed it up. This is what I'm feeling right now with this mm. Dolphins movie. I've seen it before, and then I was promised something different. And the cast of characters, strong. The director, strong. But wait a minute, it's got the same flaws in the trailer that I saw in the Captain America Marvel movie. 
But don't you want from your football team? And I think right now a run the, game, yes. Yeah, well, of course you want the <laughs> a yeah, defense. You want a defense. You want a run game, sure. All of that. Not you lining up eight guys in the end zone on third and goal from the seventeen. You know, I love that. We're going to talk about Josh Boyer in a second yeah, too. Yeah. But don't you want them to get it like in a way that feels earned? And what feels more earned than having to go to Buffalo on Saturday night after back-to-back stinkers on the West Coast? Going to Buffalo on Saturday night, another primetime game. Then coming back home on Christmas and taking out Aaron Rodgers. Then beating up on Bill Belichick out at Foxborough and then closing the season. Again, remember what the Jets did at Hard Rock Stadium like week three or week four, doing the waddle in the end zone and all of that fun stuff. The Jets don't put eight guys in the end zone on third and goal from the 17. I'm just saying, if the Dolphins can use this as a launching pad to the playoffs instead of limping in, you're looking at it pessimistically. Oh, this is the start of what's going to be a continued downfall and the Dolphins are going to limp their way out of the playoffs. If the Dolphins use this as the launching pad into the playoffs, go 3-1 and one in this stretch, tough game against the Bills, and maybe close it out three games in a row, that's what you want. That's As a fan, that should be what you want. They got it the hard way. They're battle-tested now. You saw adversity, and they got through it, and now they're ready for a postseason run versus what did you think it was going to be like all rainbows and, and sunshine? I mean, even my Chiefs lost to the Colts. I didn't think the Chargers and the the, the body bags they're throwing out defensively would, <laughs> would, would, would beat the Dolphins worse defensively than the Niners did. And, yeah. and Theo, the way you posed that question, let's just rewind the clock a few months back. Remember when the Heat were starting their playoff journey, right? And how nervous Ken was, even though we were taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want this. He wants us to he just wants it to be easy. Yeah, fast forward and be there. I yeah. don't want this to be a challenge. No. That's exactly right. I'm old so much- and I've got a bad ticker. Now, that's a lie. <laughs> but I feel old. It feels so much better. Like, as a Heat fan... The, the championship that will Nothing always, feels good as a Heat fan, okay? No, I, I know right now, right now, but let's talk about the good days, <laughs> okay. the good old days. The championship that will always hold, like, give me the most warmth, and when I think back to the, the just the steps going through it and feeling every step of the way, the angst and the heartache and the come out of it with the championship was 2013. Was 2013. Game six against the Spurs. Ray Allen needs to shot in the corner. You go back, you win game seven. I skipped out on a J. Cole concert to watch game seven. I, I'll never forget it, like, that was the most fulfilling Can championship. Can Jay Cole give the Heat minutes off the bench, by the way? He well, might be able to. I mean, I think LeBron James on that Heat team is now our new Tyree yeah. Kill, so I love the analogy. I'm just saying, as in, like, again, it, it came on the heels of the 20. <laughs> I, Ken's not I, rocking I, with that. I hate that analogy. Ken's not rocking with that. <laughs> Sorry, Stone, He's the best receiver in football right now. Okay, that's great, but he needs someone to deliver him the football. Yeah. I guess Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, yeah. but, he, but he's right there. So and I'm not out on Tua, but Tua, he's good. Boy. He's good. Two bad games. Two bad games in a row. I know it sucks. I know it It, it happens. It's the National Football League. Those but guys have pride on the Here's the, other the side problem. Too. I would argue, too, was he not his usual 2022 season self against the Niners? Sure. But did he throw for 295 and two? Yeah. That was, it was okay. It was okay. Like some people were saying, oh, awful, terrible. Oh, Tyreek, what message would you give to two? Oh, bad games happen. It was, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine by comparison. Last night was bad. He threw Last night was bad. not interceptions. He was 10 of 28 for 145 yards. It was bad, but as bad games go for quarterbacks, we've seen this year and even this week, even worse, he threw incompletions, not interceptions. He didn't throw his team out of the game. He just didn't throw them to the win. <laughs> uh, so scale of 1 to 10, confidence the Dolphins make the playoffs. 1 being least, 10 being most, Theo, because I sit at a 4 I'm eight. right now. That's where I feel. You're at an 8. 8 out of 10, like Drake said. Man, look. 
the Dolphins have a very winnable schedule after this Bills game, and I think they'll take care of business. At the very least, they're but going two Theo, and two. Is it very winnable? Is it, I don't the, think it's very winnable. The, I'm not afraid of the Patriots. I, I am not afraid of anything the Patriots have going right now. The yeah. Jets at the end of the season, they, they, the Jets still don't know who's going to be their quarterback. If you don't think you could beat that team, especially after the way that they beat you, if you have a healthy offense against those Jets, you should but be able to beat matter, them at home. Does it matter who's playing quarterback if two is laying flat on He's his not, ass? Okay, so <laughs> all right, so we've had 13 games this year, right? How many of them have Tua stunk versus how many of them was he great? Uh, the majority, he's been great. All right, so why are we taking the con- I, I, recency bias? Because the Dolphins is, have been exposed. The offense oh, has been exposed. It, now it's totally exposed. And if my and, and you know what? If the Dolphins have been exposed this easily, then you weren't going to win in the playoffs anyway, so at least they're putting you out of your misery. But if they are going to be a real contender in the AFC, these are games they have to win. This is just part of the process of being a playoff winning team. So if you can't expect your team to win in these four games, then hell, yeah, throw your why are we even why even kick the season off before this year if I told you the Dolphins will be 8 and 5 right before this four game stretch with a chance to still mm. technically mathematically win the division, they still have that chance mathematically and a great probability to make the playoffs, you would take it 10 out of 10. They reset your expectations because they started 8 and 3 and two of those games were without Tua. So now you're being unreasonable. What if you told me that they'd be eight and five after starting eight and three, and their defensive coordinator puts eight guys in the end zone on a third and goal from the seventeen? You would have took that too, because nobody yeah, had would. that before the season against a head coach that religiously goes for it on fourth down. I don't know. Stone, where are you at <laughs> one through ten? Split you guys right down the middle. I'll go six. I'll go six because I I hear every point you're making, Ken, and I agree. I mean, we saw it with our own eyes last night, but I'm with Theo all the time. I mean. The Patriots, we're going to win that game. The Jets, we're going to win that game. And I think they can and should beat that Packers team if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go 12 mode on them. So I'll split you guys right down the middle. Stone is confident. He says a six that the Dolphins are still going to the playoffs. Theo says eight. He's still all in on this. I say four. (laughs) I am shook Mm. over what I've seen. The lack of response, the lack of adjustment from Mike McDaniel. Just bad stuff. And that defense playing good enough to keep the team in the game, but some just atrocious mistakes. And mistakes that are coming from the sideline, not on the field, which is maybe the most difficult part for me to actually stomach. Scale of 1 through 10, least confident, 10 being the most confident. How confident are you the Dolphins make the playoffs with four games left to go? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. If the postseason started today, the Dolphins would be the sixth seed. The Dolphins will still be in the playoff picture even after they lose in Buffalo. But then after that, they could fall out of that playoff picture and do it quickly. Scale of 1 to 10, least to most confident, Are the Dolphins going to make the playoffs in your mind? 888-760-3776-888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. So Stone brought to my attention in the break when I said, I made an analogy. made an analogy about the Dolphins and Marvel and whatever. You don't need the full context of it. But I said, and hey, you want to go see the Marvel movie, so you dress up as, as, as Thanos and you show up to the theater. 
Stone in the break, he made sure to tell me that the mere thought of that was horrifying. <laughs> because why would anybody, why would anybody show up to a theater, the bunch of Marvel fans dressed as Thanos? 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 How do I pronounce it, that? It's both. Honestly, you hear it both ways. Okay. Yeah. The first time you said it was a little weird. You could tell you weren't really a big Marvel fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you kind of went in between yeah, Thanos yeah, yeah. and Thanos. I was like, like Thanos. Thanos. I was yeah. like, okay, that's weird. Thanos. I think like, I, 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 like I'm I, talking I, about some Greek immigrant who showed up into the yeah. studio. Thanos. Hello. I, I Thanasis. The, the correct <laughs> pronunciation is Thanos, I believe. Mm. Thank you for that. Um, he just pulled that out of his ass, too. No, come on. I'll, I'll, you guys can test me later. But I he, think it's Thanos. <laughs> but, but, but Stone Stone likened it to me dressing up as some sort of um, former dictator. Uh, you can pick the country. You can pick the former dictator. Use your brain. That's a bad idea. His point was that's a bad idea. Why yeah. would you ever do that? That would be really, really a poor decision on your part. What would have happened? Would all those comic book nerds try to fight me? Like, what would happen if I showed up as Thanos to a movie theater, just minding my own business, wanted to see a Marvel movie? What would happen to me if I dressed up? He's a, he's a prominent character in the Marvel universe. Well, so I dress up as the bad guy. Who cares? Yeah, a, a few things. You might get stared at, you know, as you walk in. I don't care if those nerds stare at me. You might get punched by a couple of 10-year-olds. Or, yeah, it would kind of be like a uh, get this guy out of here kind of deal. Or you might get booed. You might get booed. Would, you might get booed. Boo! You like, oh, no different than Elon Musk at a Dave Chappelle comedy show. <laughs> um, so, so, but for me, good. for me, I, one I didn't know that. So, thanks for the heads up. I'll avoid dressing up as Thanos next time. The next time I go to a Marvel movie in the theater will be the first time. Yeah. But what would? What do you think would happen to me if I showed up as Thanos to a Marvel movie? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Also, scale of one to ten, how confident are you the Dolphins are going to the playoffs? I'm not going to lie, and I'm not totally out on them. But my expectation for this Dolphins team is high, and what I saw in California was. Really discouraging. Really discouraging. The quarterback, not playing well. The head coach, not adjusting. The defensive coordinator, doing the defensive coordinator things that he's been doing all year and really hurting his football team. I, I just, I don't know, man. And, and, and this last month is no cakewalk at the Patriots, at Buffalo Saturday, home against Aaron Rodgers, Home against the Jets. And it's not like they don't have a history of the final week of the season of completely kneecapping the Dolphins' season. And they have the best, the best defense in the league. Best young defense in the league. How did that go against San Francisco when the Dolphins went up against that? Mm. They scale, put a hat on them. Scale, <laughs> thanks, Stephen A. Scale of 1 to 10, least to most confident are the Dolphins making the playoffs in your mind. As we get into the final month of the season, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Let's start in Deerfield, and let's go to Don. What's up, Don? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, man. Uh, I give them a five. Okay. I'm pretty close to you, and I've been a Dolphin fan for 50 years. The problem is that you see the what you want. You anticipate the greatness that's going to be there. And then you're disappointed again, and you... You see them as what they almost, they really are. They're just a middle-of-the-road team. It's, you have to be able to dig deeper in these games. We had to really win that game against the Chargers. Yeah. Yep. 
And here's my and you mentioned digging deep, and here's here's maybe the most discouraging part to me is once the initial Dolphins approach on offense gets shut down, there's no substance after that. There, there, there's no adjustment. There's no screen passes. There's no dedication to the run game. And I understand that the offensive line is hurt and you're relying on newcomers to try and, and, and gain leverage. But to, to that point, where's the substance? Like the Bills, they've plotted along, but they always find a way, secondary or, or a third level, to make a play when they need it. The Dolphins don't do that or didn't do that the last two weeks. No. It's just so not at all. frustrating. It, it, that's why I give them a five. Yeah, I know. Because I've been watching them for so long, and I, I love this team. It, it rips your heart out. Uh, yep. But yep. To, to, hear, to, hear, to hear some of the guys in the studio, Theo, come on, man. When we ever play the Jets or New England, it is not a gimme. Ever. And with the Dolphins defense kind of always giving, 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 and this bend, don't break, and next thing you know, it's a 13-play drive. Our defense can't be out there like that. Nope. So, Aaron Rodgers, I, I hope, listen, I hope we take that game. But every one of these games from now on actually scares me. Last night is the night that they were supposed to show us, us Dolphin fans, that they turned a corner. To me, this is not yet turning a corner. No, and that, that actually arguably, and appreciate the call, Don, I mean, that arguably is the worst performance of the season, right? In a game where it was roundly supposed to be, hey, Dolphins can roll here. And they put in their worst performance of the season. Well, at full strength, because I still think the Jets game was was abysmal and effortless, especially felt like in the second half. That was a blowout. They lost their starting, their, I know, I their know. backup starting quarterback one play in due to a cheater up in the 300 level. <laughs> a cheater. A cheater. Okay, well, I'm just saying, it's just a team-wide effort. I mean, you still don't get blown out by like 20 points against the Jets at home there. Um, it was a one-score game. They had a chance to take the lead in the fourth quarter, Jason Sanders. And then it all got out of hands. But so, so let's go back to the performance then against the Niners and then the Chargers. If, if that is going to be all it takes for y'all to be all the way out on this team, then what's the point of rooting for them in the first place? Because you want them to succeed and you want to hold them to a certain standard. Uh, and you've gone all in and you've given up the remaining first-round picks to go. By the way, um, um, Chubb. I knew it. <laughs> is he gonna? Is he gonna get a sack at <laughs> any point? To be honest, but he's close you. to the quarterback. I don't care for a first round pick in that money, that extension. You sack the damn quarterback. <laughs> to be honest with you, a lot of novice Dolphins fans probably forgot about Chubb. If you're not like watching play by play or watching some of the defense. Yeah. But deal. The point of why are you watching? If the question you just asked, it would be Don's call. He said because the Chargers game was when we were going to turn the corner. So. Like diehard fans, that like kind of stuff, they be, were wanting them to turn the corner. That, That's why you're that, a fan. Last that night was game, supposed to be the get right game. It no, was. no, that game mattered more to the Chargers than it did the Dolphins. Clearly. Well, I'm just saying it. They, they needed it more than the Dolphins did. That's what your guys are missing in this as well. Like it That's was really, really going to be point. a panic room moment for the LA Chargers had they lost that game against the Dolphins. That was a a save our season game for them. Ken Levick alive, WUUB, ESPN 106.3. Jupiter, let's continue with some Dolphins calls. Let's go to Terrence. What's up, Terrence? Hey, Ken. How you guys doing? Uh, love the show. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you. Um, I am I, I'm with Stone on this one. I'm going to say give it about a six in the confidence uh, department. Um, I, I just feel like I'm not putting it all on Tua. Um, no. I think that the lack of the lack of a running game, 
Um, our defensive coordinator that likes to try to get smarter than oh. anybody else on the field with God. the stuff that he's doing is ridiculous. Oh. I mean, last night that that third, uh, you know, third and forever, and he backs everybody up. I've never up seen on anything like that. Like what? What? What is his thinking there against a head coach on the other sideline <laughs> whose reputation is going forward in fourth down situations? So you push everybody eighteen yards back when you know a screen is coming. That's one of the most. Dumbass things I've seen. Agreed. Agreed. And even the commentators are like, well, if they just play on base defense, they're right. doing well. They're shutting them down. <laughs> and then they get cute and try to do things and bring extra guys. And it's like, come on, Josh. Come on now, man. I mean, this is a couple of years in your in your, uh, in your defensive scheme. Right. Uh, you know, let, let's get these guys. we got the players. We've got the players yes, on defense to, to have a good defense. And I just don't understand – what has happened from last season to what we're seeing now? It's it's I, I, and I'm like I, you know what? Uh, I think we'll make the playoffs still. I think we have a good enough offense, but I have no confidence once we get to the playoffs. What's going to happen? Yeah, and so uh, for me and Terrence, appreciate the call. That's where like I I don't want this team to just go in and fail. Like I'd rather them not make the postseason. That's what okay. I figured that's what we were getting in. Then go in and get blasted. Like that was not fun when the Dolphins went and played the Steelers in the wild card round and Matt Moore got his brains blown up. That wasn't fun. It's pointless. What's the point of that? But you want Mike McDaniel in his first season to make the playoffs, be put in a pressure situation, maybe even on the road, and see what they come up with. Like okay. you want to, you want your team to have that shot. Last night was a pressure situation. Two night, uh, two weeks ago was a pressure situation. How did he handle that? Well, those were his first two tests as a head coach in that position. Then, well, now he's got four straight pressure situations. So yeah. we'll see how he how he fares. And if with he that. succeeds in enough of them, then he will help lift the Dolphins to the playoffs. And then you get to start it anew again. And you get to see what this team looks like in the postseason. You get to see what Tua looks like with these weapons and with that offensive mastermind. I just don't understand why we're punting on the Dolphins so early. They're eight and five with four games left. I don't know why we punted on the Dolphins. Only get it to the ten in a situation <laughs> to pin them back. But I, I, I have to, I have to side with Ken and uh, guys like Terrence who have been fans for decades. Right? Yeah. They've seen this movie before. Yeah, Dolphins in December. It's one of the worst movies ever made. Um, why don't we take a break? Why don't we take a break? Before we take a break, and we'll keep taking your Dolphins calls. Um, uh, scale of one to ten, confidence level one to ten. The Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. I want to tell you about. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, Friday. Brought my beautiful Kia K5 GT over to Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. And I rolled it in because it needed its regular maintenance. Mm. And Andrea took care of me. She got everything set up. And I got a couple of new tires. I got everything cleaned up and ready to go. That car, mm, that beautiful pickup is back. And the tires feel great. I am riding in style in my Kia K5 GT. Couldn't be happier with the service I got. Andrea and company, thank you so much at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. You are going to absolutely love your time at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, whether it's your car getting serviced or it is the fact that you can get a brand new Kia certified pre-owned Kia at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. It's going to be a great car buying experience. And they have the credit clinic on site. I know I sound like a broken record talking about it, but find me another place that is going to go to the ends of the earth like Greenway Kia does to make sure that even if your credit is poor, you are taken care of. Down here in the state of Florida, 
A lot of it, it, it's tough. You want to go get a condo, buy a house. Oh, credit's poor. Can't do it. Sorry. This is the place in Florida, in this state, where you can go and get yourself something that you deserve because they are going to hustle with their credit clinic on site. Their bank reps on site to get you taken care of at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach.com. Scale of 1 to 10. Least to most confident. Where are you with the Dolphins making the playoffs with four weeks left to go? And what would happen to me if I dressed up as Thanos and went to go see a Marvel movie? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And because it's Monday at 1 o'clock when we return, it will be a dog crap Monday. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.